Domenico in the Room Podcast here with the Joker, Jay Perrin, returning to the Cage Titans Cage Saturday, July 10th at Plymouth Memorial Hall. Jay, it's been a while, man, since we got to talk about fight news, brother. Let's right. talk about it, man. How you feeling about the opportunity? And then we'll get to everything else from there. Oh, dude, I feel so good. I feel so good just like internally being able to step back in there, dude. I, I couldn't, I can't even describe it. The best way that I, I haven't felt this way and this prepared and this centered um, since Kin, you know what I mean? Since, since the Kin fight. Um, uh, it's, it's been such a wild ride over the last year and a half. And, you know, like I said, I've said in other interviews, you know what I mean? There's, there's times where I thought I was going to quit because I just couldn't find anything. And, you know, like I know, that the crowd is going to be absolutely fucking ridiculous. And I can't wait for it. I've been dreaming of it for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks now. So I, I couldn't tell I'm elated to be able to get back into that cage. Well, um, a lot of fighters have gotten work uh, since the shutdown. Uh, you were one of those guys that were grinding, uh, looking for something, staying, staying ready, staying ready. What was the problem there? Were, was your name being shopped around a lot, or was it just fighters weren't uh, weren't ready to take you on? Uh, I, I have a couple of opinions. Um, I think that there was the fact that there were people just kind of taking short notice fights for the sake of it, because then they couldn't really have the excuse that they weren't prepared. They, you know, like taking short notice fights gives you the built-in excuse that I took a short notice fight. So, you know what I mean? And I refuse to do that, especially where I'm at. You know what I mean? I've won eight of my last nine fights for me to jump into a fight. That doesn't make sense for no reason. That was part of it. You know what I mean? If you want me to cut on four days notice, I don't know if you know me, Steve, but like I walk around at like a buck 65. So you're asking me to cut 30 pounds in like four days. And then I I just, I'm, I'm not the type to do that if I'm not ready, especially if we're in a pandemic and the gym is limited and shit like that. So that's one reason. Um, but then as the time went on, um, you know, like I, like you said, dude, I'm, I was, I was grinding the whole time. The proof's in the pudding. I was there the whole time working in my garage at sit, at, you know what I mean? Wherever I needed to go to get work, I went to, um, and then I said, it started calling out names. You know, I just started asking for names, not calling people out. Like I normally do. I just said, all right, are you ready? And I got to know there, I got crickets from there. So, uh, my actual opinion is that, um, nobody wants a tough fight. Nobody wants a super, super tough fight. And I absolutely present that on every, in every level. Um, the formula it seems to be these days is to fight people that are below you and, um, and, and get to the show as fast as you can. I don't know how well that formula works out for people because it seems like, they fight cans or people that aren't as good as them or whatever. And then they get to the show and they get finished or they don't win or they get dominated in one facet or another. And I'm not particularly calling out names. It's just a pattern that I've noticed. Um, so for me, I feel like it's kind of, like I said before, it's a backhanded compliment. People recognize that I am a UFC caliber fighter and um, you know, they, you know, that's, it's respectful of them, but also they avoid me at all costs because you know, they don't want to get into a fight that might leave them battered and bruised or they might not win. And I really feel like people recognize that I am a threat in every way in this division. Uh, there's no one person that's just going to walk through me. There's no one coach that looks at their fighter and says, Jay Perrin's an easy fight. So um, that's my opinion. I think that that's really what happened. I couldn't find a fight because one, 
you know, um, I don't take short notice fights like that for no reason. Um, off the advice of my coaches and my manager, I wouldn't do that. And um, I think that I'm an actual threat to just about anybody that walks at 135. Um, I don't care what kind of fighter you are when it, when it comes to game day. Um, it's very hard to beat me on game day. So I feel like that's a that's a big part of it is that people don't want to have a, a hard fight um, and then move on or potentially lose. It's like it's one thing to have a hard fight and know that you can win. It's another thing to have a hard fight, and not be sure that you can win. Um, so I think that's a big part of it as well. Well, you know, the confidence is sky high as always as it always is with you, Jay. But now, you know, during this you moved, you uh, relocated, you stepped up your game even more. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this move and how it came about. You are at Syndicate right now and Las Vegas, the heart of fighting, man, where you, you know, you've dreamed of being, you know, close to the action and, and you know, that phone call, you're right next door, brother. So let's talk about the move and how it came about. So the move was something that I really didn't intend on doing for like a permanent basis. I wanted to come out here for a few months and then come back. And then it just turned into, Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to stay out here as long as I possibly can. And then, you know, if I need to come home, I need to come home and I'll make a way back. But, um, the move happened because of the, you know, the, the quarantine and everything that was going on in Somerville and Boston. And, um, during that time I was, I was training, I trained every day. But uh, I wasn't training for a fight, you know what I mean? I was just training to train. Um, it became kind of mundane, and I, I taught all the time. I was teaching too much. And, and like I said, I've said that before, my goal at the end of my career is to not just be a fighter and have no plan. It's to be a fighter, gain my name enough to have some recognition in the sport, and then open my own gym and have my own facility and, you know what I mean, and, and, and run my own fight team. That's the end goal for me because – my life is martial arts and that's what I'd like to do. But at this junction or this juncture in life, um, I'm still a fighter and I'm still um, not ready to be the full head coach thing. I'm a very good coach in my own opinion, but I am not there yet, if that makes sense. And um, back at Sityatong, you know what I mean? People were kind of doing their own thing like everybody was in New England. You know what I mean? There were people that were going to Lausanne some days yep. and they come to sit some days and people were just kind of moving around. There wasn't really a lot of continuity going on in especially like the Massachusetts area. So um, I had to find a place that had 35ers, good 35ers, people my size, you know what I mean? Like I'm sparring Peter Barrett who love him to death and is a great training partner is a foot taller than me. And you know what I mean? And yeah. is, you know, two 20 pounds heavier than you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it's just not, it's not conducive to me fighting this, the body type that I'm going to run into more often than not. And, um, you know, it, it turned into, I don't, I don't want to be a coach. I want to be a fighter. And if I'm going to do this, this I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, you know, I, I have a good relationship with coach John Wood and I have a good relationship with everybody at, at syndicate and they've always pushed me and they have great guys. And that was really the decision. It was, um, that, and in my personal life, there just wasn't anything good going on. You know, I had my breakup with my, uh, ex-girlfriend of four years and that kind of turned into you know, a nightmare. And that was really the only thing that kept me there was, uh, that girl. And, um, you know, I, I just, nothing, nothing positive was happening around me and it was really affecting my mental health. So my own personal health, I just decided I needed to leave home and see the world a little bit and, um, go and do what I love to do every day. And, you know, I went from training three times a week, you know what I mean? Three days a week 
Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and driving an hour and a half to I walk two miles to the gym and I walk two miles home every day, every day, Steve, yeah. every day. I am there six days a week. <laughs> I was there today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, um, it's just become so, so great for me, you know what I mean? To be around all of that. And I teach every day and I still got all the training that I need. I'm going to teach four classes. I teach five classes today, you know? So like, um, my whole life is martial arts and, um, it's been so good to, for me just developmentally and personally to be around the thing that I love the most all the time. Um, and syndicate has, has embraced me so well. Um, that, you know, I'm not an outcast. I'm very much part of the team. I'm not the new guy. I'm very, very much a syndicate fighter. And, um, you know, from Jojo to, we had Michael Chiesa there today. Oh, cool. Um, you know, like we have, uh, what's his name? I can never say his name. Marab, Marab Dosh, Dosh Billy. Something like that. I don't know his name. I don't know how to say his name. You'll you'll know it by the end of training camp. (laughs) <laughs> exactly but, but he's been there and you know we've had uh we've had a lot of ufc people come come through force griffin's been running practices here and there and um i just get to pick the mind like i'm friends with frank Mir. i don't know 14 year old me thinks that that's fucking super cool <laughs> well you know what I mean? jay, jay here's the thing like yeah i mean you, you talked about how you fit in there and stuff you're you're a very lo- likable dude a very intelligent dude and uh Man, you have that coach mentality and fight mentality. So you could and you should get along with all these people because you're, you're a very cool guy to talk to, man. So what's this Frank Mia stuff going on right now? Oh, Frank! Frank's <laughs> just a cool guy, man. It's just kind of weird that, uh, you know, like you, I don't know. I grew up watching the sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? I grew up watching Brock Lesnar and Frank Mir, and I watched, you know what I mean? People like that and Mike Pyle, who was a fucking animal back yeah. when he was fighting and you know, people like, it's just being a 15 year old watching those, I never expected that I would ever talk to these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, now I go to practice and I go to lunch with them all the time or, uh, you know what I mean? Like the, it's the, the casualness and is in which I talk to these people now is, it's just very surreal to me and, uh, makes me very grateful for where I am in my life and how far I've come in this sport. And, um, that's really big going into this fight, knowing that I've come so far, um, has been really, really, really awesome for me. Like, I don't know. I, I, it just, I, I finally can give myself kind of a pat in the back because I think it was a few days ago. I just kind of sat there and, and realized that everything that I've ever said that I'm going to do, I have done. I have, I have done, whether it took me a year or two or however long, anything that I, you can go back on every interview that I said I was going to do something, I fucking did it. And, um, I'm a man of my word and, and that makes me very confident. And so, um, I, knowing all of that, going into this fight, I'm so mentally clear about it that I know I'm going to go in there and impose my will and do what I need to do, um, and come out the victor. I, you know what I mean? I, I, I sense a finish in every way, shape and form here. Um, I, I, I can't really describe where I'm at. It's very serene. If I may, um, I'm calm, I'm collected. I'm there every day. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing about this that I'm not prepared for. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to say this move has been very good for my career and my life in general. So I'm very happy where I am. Excellent. Well, let's talk about that fight that, uh, you're looking to get that finish at, you know, Jay, you talked about earlier in the interview about, you know, fighters while that, uh, pandemic was going on that, you know, you couldn't get a fight here and there, but 
the same thing seemed to happen when uh, Cage Titans was looking for a matchup for you. There was names thrown at you. You were saying yes, and then fighters were saying no. How did this name, Andy Aiello from Lozans, man, he's a legit 135. He's absolutely. He's got two a two fight winning streak. Uh, he's a, a striker. He's got boxing pro boxing. Uh, you know, behind it, behind him, man. How did this, like, this came out of left field for me. I was throwing names out there, you know, thinking of someone out of the New England area. And, you know, we forgot about Andy because it's been a couple of years since he's been in that cage. And, you know, it's been, it's going to be a year and a half since you've been in there. So it it makes sense. And it's a great fight. So I guess that's how it came about. But tell us how the steps, how that name came about and, you know, how it was signed. So just like you said, man, just like you said, we had names. Andy was a backup. Andy was Andy was the first person. And by the way, the backup was the first person to say yes. Throwing that out there. He said yes from the se- from the first second because he's a man. And he's like, this is what we do. And he shows up to fights. And this is why you haven't seen me talk shit about Andy at all. Well, one, because Andy's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's not like a bad guy at all. And two, he's a gamer. And he's going to show up. You know what I mean? Like, ah, there. I'm not gonna name names because they know who they are, and I'm sure that they'll watch this. But any time that I've called you guys out, and I've called a couple of you out a, a couple of times, more than once, I've asked for you. I've gotten crickets back, or I've gotten no's, or one of you decides to call out my name and then say no after I accept you openly calling me out. Things like that. It's cowardly. I don't like. I just don't understand it. I've no one will ever say, other than this fight, and even then, every one of my opponents, I think except for one, has had a, a winning record. And I've always fought to my level or higher. That's in my own opinion. If you look at my last five opponents, including Andy, it's I think their combined records are 53 and like 20, and I think 16 or like 12 or like any anywhere in there is Johnny alone, is Johnny by himself. So like... You know what I mean? Like, I, I've always fought people with, with winning records. I've always taken the tough fight where I can because I've always wanted to test myself as a martial artist. You know what I mean? I want to know that I beat these guys that were top tier. You know what I mean? And if you look at them when I fought them, they were top tier when I fought them. Um, Andy's the first person that's – this sounds bad – to be on the lower spectrum of in comparison to – my other opponents as far as records go, as far as, you know what I mean? Streaks and wins and losses and how he's lost and things like that. Um, people just, like I said, they don't want a tough fight and it's shitty because it's like, what the fuck are you here for? You like, I don't get the, the thought that I'm going to take all these easy fights and then the UFC is just going to absolutely be the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, eventually you're going to have to fight somebody tough and not, and I'm going to take Randy Costa for uh, an example. Randy is an amazing fighter and an amazing guy. And before anybody comes out and says that I'm talking shit about Randy, I'm not, I'm just going to use something that happened with him. Um, as an example, he beat up guys that he was supposed to beat in fantastic fashion back when he was in the local scene. Absolutely supposed to beat them. And he did. He did his job. Then he got to the show. In his first fight, he fought a guy with a a so-so record. And that guy was tough. And he ended up losing that fight. And that is a pattern that happens quite a bit. Now he fights fucking studs. And 
he's a, you know he's an absolute contender at 135. Let's not let's not you know mince words. Randy's an animal, but like it seems like that is the thing that's going on, and people want to just get to the show, pad their record as much as they can, and get there. But like when they get there, you're going to have to fight me. You know, if we're all there, you're not going to avoid me forever. So like you could take the fight now and say you beat me already and you're not going to do it. Or you can take it later when I'm better because I'm not getting worse, Steve. I'm not getting worse. I'm getting better. So like the earlier you fight me, the more chance you got to beat me. But right now I haven't even entered the prime of my life yet. And I'm still better than all you motherfuckers. So I, I don't really get it. I don't get it. I want to take a tough fight because as a man, if I don't make it to the UFC, sure, whatever. At least I can retire and say I fought all of these fucking killers, and I beat them because I'm a killer as well. I don't want to look back on my career and say I fought a guy that was six and six. I fought a guy that was this and that. Andy stepped up to the plate where these other people did not. They refused to. And that's why I have more respect for Andy than these people because he'll show up because he's a man of his word, and he's going to sit there, and he's going to fight me. And he's five and three. Some of you are – you know what I mean? You know, I, I don't think I need to even go into more detail. You guys well, are well, Jay. Let's not let, Let's go get. Ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. Let's let's get you back, coming back to Cage Titans, man. You're making your way back here in uh, you know a little over two weeks, bro. What's the feeling inside? You're gonna hit that. You know the crowd's gonna be roaring there. First event since uh, the shutdown. You were supposed to fight. Uh, in April, you are teeter-tottering whether, you know, you should stay in training camp if the world's going to shut down. The world is open. How excited are you to take that walk back to Cage Titans? I've been meditating and visualizing the moment I walk out for a month now. And um, it's the energy I even get from just the thought of it is just amazing. And I know that all the other fighters on this card are going to feel the same way. Uh, to fight outside of a crowd wouldn't be bad. I've done it before. I, you know what I mean? I performed well, but you love the crowd. You love to feel how they feel. You know what I mean? You love to hear the oohs and the ahs and the cheers of your name or even the boos. You know what I mean? I love the boos. Boo me. <laughs> Fine. You know what I mean? Boo me if you want to. Um, I, I'm sure that there's a guy named Rocco that wants to boo me somewhere in there. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm giving that guy too much attention, but uh, – I don't know, but uh, I can't wait, dude. I really, really, really cannot. You know what I mean? Like like I said, I have never been this mentally clear or just this prepared to have so much fun in there with a guy that I respect uh, since kin, you know, and we all know how I did in that kind of fight where I didn't have – there's less pressure on me. There's not pressure on me to sell the fight. I don't have to sell the fight. The fight's going to be there. You know what I mean? Fight's – event's basically sold out, man. We have, barely have any room left in there. And we got, we got three weeks. Yeah. And there's that's that shit sold out. You know what I mean? I don't get to sell the fight anymore. Um, so like that takes a lot of pressure off of us fighters that we don't need to sit there and yell and bark and scream. And, um, you know, to be honest, as much as, as talkative as I am, if I respect another human being, the only form of, uh, I guess, I don't know, adversity, I don't know what word to use there would be that I'm going to show you the respect that I'm going to be prepared. You know what I mean? I'm going to be, if I respect you, as much as I say I do, um, I'm going to show you up as the best version of myself I can because that's what I expect you to show up as. So um, 
the crowd's going to be amazing, man. I'm going to, I, I can promise you it's going to be, if I'm going to step out and I'm going to take it all in, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to look at every face in the crowd that I can. And I'm going to take their energy. Like it's a fucking dragon ball Z episode. And I'm going to go into that cage and I'm going to do what I love to do. Um, and that I've, it's the thing that I've missed so much from my life for the last year and a half. And it's not without trying, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not that I haven't tried. I've been, so willing to get in there um, just with an appropriate amount of time to, to train. And now that I have that, I have an opponent that's going to show up. that's going to get in my face and, and give me a challenge that I have to overcome. And um, for me personally, that is the greatest thing you could give me you know, is that I have a challenge that I need to overcome in front of all of the people I love. And I get to show up all of the work that I've been doing for the past two and a half, three months now. So I couldn't be more ecstatic to get in front of my home crowd. Yeah. Because what if this is the last time? What if I go in there, I starch Andy in 45 seconds, and then the next week I get a call? You know what I mean? And, and that shit happens. That could be This could be the last time I ever – every fight from here forth at Cage Titans could be my last Cage Titans fight. And the only thing that I'm upset about is that I can't do it for my belt. You know? And that's not without trying. Andy requested that it be three rounds. I, that's not, I, I offered him the fight for the belt. He didn't want to take that. He said, I can't do a five round fight. I can do a three round fight, which indicates enough to me, but, um, you know, it's a fight's a fight at this point, you know, with all the people that are ducking and dodging me three round fight, five round fight. I don't give a fuck. Send it. I want to get into that cage one way or another. And I'm going to, and I'm glad that I have a man that that's going to stand there and, uh, and, and, give it to me, you know what I mean? And, and, and push me. So I'm um, all the respect in the world for Andy and I cannot wait to show the fans what I've been doing and um, go back to my winning ways. I'm looking for my 10th career, uh, my 10th professional win, you know? Um, so the double digits are coming and uh, I don't plan on, on slowing down for fucking anybody. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, Andy and, you know, not being the caliber or the name fighter that could launch you off. But like you said, uh, you get that finish that you're looking for. It doesn't matter who it's, uh, who it is. It's, 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 it's a finish and it's more eyes on you. And, uh, it's, it's another step toward the goal of, of the UFC, of course. So last thing, Jay, uh, you're split between teams here. Who's going to be making the trip to, uh, this this uh this fight for you and who's going to be cornering you so i've got john wood john wood will be in my corner um he's going to fly out uh i have my manager lance he's actually going to be in the corner as well um and you know what we we are very much in contact with crew mark and you know my you know crew and coach wood they both talk to each other about what i'm doing and you know what i mean i'm very still much a sit is still always going to be my home and always going to be my family and Crew Mark and Marie and the Delagratis and everybody there is still closer to me than some of my own blood. And so I don't want it to ever be misconstrued that I'm disrespectful of them or I don't think that I'm better than them or, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't mean that just at my point in my career, I sat down with crew and he told me to leave. He told me it was time for me to go. And um, that's why I did it. I would have never left without crew's blessing. And I did. And um, it'll be syndicate in my, in my corner but that doesn't mean that I don't wear the badge of Sia Tong on my chest forever. Um, I love them and, and they will always be my family. So um, if it comes to worst comes to worse and something happens, then we'll have sit in my corner. And you know what I mean? It doesn't matter where I'm all set with coaches and corners. I'm not worried about that. And I have two teams that understand yeah. me and how I fight and what I need to do to be successful. So I'm not worried about that. And I'm, I'm 
I have complete faith in the people that I've surrounded myself with um, to do what needs to be done. And, and I will listen to them wholeheartedly. So um, I can't wait. I really can't wait. I can't wait to, to show everybody. I can't wait to show the world that I'm still here. I haven't left. I'm still the king. Um, nine, eight of my last nine, I've won. So uh, at a certain point, you know, Andy's the name or the not the name or whoever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to finish. And, you know, whether Andy is a big name or he isn't, um, it's not like any of you can sit back and say, well, Jace never fought anybody tough because that's just not fucking true. And you know it. So um, I don't have to prove that anymore. I don't have to prove that. I fought guys that could be in the UFC and I've beaten them and I fought guys on the contender series and should have beaten them and didn't, you know what I mean? And got screwed. You know, I've, I've shown that I am elite caliber more than one time. So at this point, finishes are finishes. I'm not following that same that same path. The only reason that this fight fell in my lap is because no one else wanted to answer the call because they wanted the easiest route to the show they can get and all the power to them. But when they get to that show, if we're both there, you can't say no to me forever. And I'm not fucking afraid of you, any of you, and you all know it. So, you know, one way or another, our paths will cross. But until then, I got a job in front of me with Andy and I'm going to finish that job in emphatically and prove that I'm still the king um, and move on. Excellent, my man. Well, last thing, my friend, uh, social media. I know you got a new Instagram. Well, not it's fairly new. Uh, it's and new. It's new. <laughs> and uh, anything. I don't know how to get into the old one. <laughs> and anything. Get into it. Yeah, I got like six accounts, and I I I, I forget them all. So uh, <laughs> last thing, my friend. Uh, shout outs and uh, sponsors. Anyone you want to say thanks to before I let you go? Uh, yes, absolutely. Obviously, everybody at Syndicate, John Wood, my manager, Lance Spouty, man, the guy has been, you know, he houses me. I live in his house and, uh, you know, he gets me to everywhere I need to be. And, my, you know, the guy's been amazing. So uh, big shout out to him. You're going to see see me uh, really, really gush over that guy because he's really <laughs> taken over my career. Um, everybody at Syndicate, Coach Wood, to JoJo Calderwood, to the Shapiro brothers have all been all been pushing me so hard. And, um, you know, Vince Morales and a bunch of other people. Um, everybody back home at SIT and back home in Nashua, New Hampshire and Lowell, Massachusetts. I've been gone for a, a, a few months now and the support is as strong as it's ever been. I still get uh, messages saying how much, how proud people are of me and how much they support me. And you know what I mean? I, I can't even fathom the amount of gratitude I have for that and how much I, I can't wait to show you guys that all of your faith in me is not misplaced. I am a man of my word. Um, first and foremost, and I promise you, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to finish this person, and we're all going to go out and get drunk, and and have a have a wonderful time together. Um, first, I got a, I got a job to do, so um, thank you all from New England, you know, MMA fighters to the media like yourself, to my fans, to Crew Delagrati, to everybody at see It's I have so many people I'm grat- I, I'm grateful for um, that I I can't wait to produce in front of to show you guys that I am taking this seriously and that I have done everything in my power to become successful here. So remember this, I am a man of my word and every single time that I've said, I'm going to do something, I fucking go ahead and do it. So mark that right here and right now that I promise you that this is going to be a dominant performance by me. And I'm going to move on. I'm going to look at the rest of you in the crowd that had crickets for me. I'm going to shake my head at you because to me, you're a coward because you didn't answer the call and you could have. 
Well, my man, uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, post-fight interview if your hand is raised on July 10th, man. Uh, it's going to be a ball, man. And I miss you, my man. Uh, I know you're a little ways away, but we'll be seeing you again in uh, two and a half weeks or so, bro. Uh, we'll be hanging out afterwards no matter what, man. There's a lot of great fights on there, and uh, you are definitely one of the top ones, my friend. So, the Joker, Jay. Perry, man, thank you so much for coming on, man. Cage Titans, 49, July 10th, man. Check him out. He's coming. Two and a half weeks, baby. I'm coming home. <laughs> All right, my man. You have a good night, man, and uh, we'll see you soon. You too, brother. All right.